be announcing our head coach today. So, as a few a few of you may know, we are talking about is uh, excuse me. We're joining the Twin City Thunder press conference at the Norwood Savings Bank Ice Arena here on the B-List from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on Sports.Main AM 780. Announcing Tiger Woods at a, at a golf tournament. So this gentleman here is a former Casco Bay Youth Association hockey player, Cape Elizabeth High School uh, star athlete, Lawrence Academy alumni, three-time NCAA Frozen Four player, two-time Hockey East champion, two-time Beanpot champion, Great story. Walk on becomes a camp, uh, walk on uh, athlete becomes a captain of uh, one of the best universities, uh, hockey universities in New England, and uh, becomes the winningest player at the at the University of, uh, of Boston University. Defensive forward award in road to being drafted in the NHL, enjoying a very successful career in the American Hockey League and some time in the NHL. Played for the Cornwall Aces. The Worcester Ice Cats, Kentucky Thoroughblades, Milwaukee Admirals, Hershey Bears, won a Calder Cup, Calder Cup with Hershey as their captain. Played with the Edmonton Oilers, Nashville Predators, 269 points in 514 games with a whopping 1,475 penalty minutes. So he's willing to stand up for his teammates. I'm sure that will assume that will, that will transfer over to his playing style for his players. But without further ado, everyone knows his face. We introduce Doug Friedman. We played against there too in college. He used to torture me in college, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just like to say first off, thanks to uh, to Ben and Dan for giving me this opportunity. Um, I'm really excited to be part of, of this um, uh, new program here in the community. I'm excited to be playing in this arena um, uh, with Jason and his great staff and uh, looking forward to be, being sort of intertwined with the, the greater Lewis and Auburn area as well as uh, the entire state with our players, uh, coaching staff. And uh, I can't wait for the season to get started. And, you know, what, what was the decision to leave Ken Sills or, you know, Come back to the USPHL when you know because he had previous experience with the Virus. Sure. Well, it was a tough decision for sure. Um, I've enjoyed my time at Kent Sill. Um, the school's been really good to me and my family. Um, four years there, and had a lot of with that program over that time. Um, opportunity came about, and uh, I've got to know Ben uh, um, over the years through through Maine Moose and through my kids and. Uh, I know the success that, that that program's had and with Ben at the leadership of it. Um, and like Hoggy said, I've known him for years because he used to beat me up uh, at Hockey East Day. So um, it just was a really good opportunity for me, I think, to come back into the junior level. Um, a little bit older guys, uh, a little bit higher level, level of play, um, and to really just a, a new adventure for me. I guess your experiences translating to the kids that are becoming your play for you. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's pretty similar. It's really about getting these kids on to the next level of who you play, um, working on their development, um, and uh, and obviously we want to make sure that these are good character kids that we have here too, and they're going to be uh, involved in the community. Um, you know, you're kind of healthy with the you know, how are you going to be experiencing the junior pirates, you know, in this league, uh, 
her, you know, to the Thunder now. And, uh, you know, what's, you know, the challenges of recruiting with the Junior Pirates and, you know, do you feel like you're going to have the same challenges? Recruiting here, you know, with the likes of the Junior Bruins, the Kings and the Islanders? Yeah, sure. It's, it's always going to be a challenge recruiting. Um, there's so many choices for families these days, um, especially at the junior hockey level. I think, um, you know, one of the things that we're going to do here is we're going to be honest about what we're offering. We're going to be honest about the league, about what um, our approach. And, um, you know, I think um, time will tell in terms of uh, our commitments that we get out of our program. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be hard work, and it's certainly going to be a challenge. But that's, uh, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, right, Nathan? You know, you know, you say you guys said you had your invite, uh, you know, camp, you know, in, in, in May. You know, you know, how many players are you hoping to to, to bring to that to that uh, camp? Well, hopefully a lot. I'm not sure what the what we have. A, we have a number of guys that we want to try to shoot for. I mean, I, I think it's going to be more quality over quantity, right? Um, and I think the recruiting process is is already started. Um, so, you know, uh, we'll hopefully have some players signed before that, and we'll probably most likely have some players signed after that. Um, that's the way it works. But um, it'll hopefully be a good opportunity for, for some kids in state to come and show us what they can do, as well as some kids from far away. You know, you know, as you mentioned, the recruiting process has happened. You know, how, how much, um, you know, how much have you been in this process, you know, while finishing up your tenth degree? And, and, and what has been the uh, reception to, to, to this new program? Yeah. Well, I think I've been working double duty right now, so a lot of recruiting has been taking place with, um, with, with Ben and Dan. Um, I'll be jumping into this now as well, um, working with my network uh, in addition to theirs, um, which is pretty expansive throughout the North America as well as Europe. So it, it's going to take time. Um, like I said, it's going to be a lot of hard work. So that's that's really what I'm going to be doing starting from this day moving forward. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's really what we'll be doing. Um, you know, I, I guess this is a question for either of you two. Um, you know, how has, you know, spent two months since you guys announced the program, and, uh, you know, how has the reception been in the community? And, you know, with the last couple of weeks, you know, the Nordics having a fucking deer and how, you know, a lot of this building got reinvigorated you know, a little bit and see what the potential of the atmosphere might be in this building for junior hockey? I I would just add to that too that you know one of my goals as a coach and I know in talking with with the, with the ownership too is we want to be involved in the community um, we're going to be you know we're going to be present with youth, youth programs um, schools um, something I've done in the past since my junior pirate days as well the Kent Hill is, is taking our guys and working with various organizations like Special Olympics and uh, this year we did a fundraiser for Travis Mills Foundation so um, you know that's something where my goal is to continue that with our program here uh, in Auburn. Yeah, and how has the USPHL grown since you've been in it? Have you been able to see some action in the USPHL since you left? 
Sure, yeah. I mean, the league itself has grown a lot, obviously, with a footprint out in the Midwest and, 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 and more of a footprint down in the South as well. Um, and I've been able to see some games more recently as we've talked, had talks with ownership and, um, and trying to make my decision about Comfort. I've been to some Premier games, I've been to some NCDC games, I've seen uh, some music CDU 18 games as well. So I just really want to familiarize myself with um, the level of play, um, where the players are from, um, the age groups, and all that. Yeah, and, and, and. Hey, okay. I'm okay. What's that? And that was the press conference for Twin City Thunder head coach Doug Friedman. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff indeed. They really have worked hard to put that all together. Yes, they really have. You know, people think it just happens. Oh, it's not a team. No, not exactly. No, it's not that easy. Now, does that league have a draft? They must. They have a draft, or do they recruit? That's a players? good question. I, I think he, it's a little bit of all of it. He talked about recruiting, which means is different from. Maddie, you're our, our first pick this round, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, because otherwise it would be, who's, who's the best recruiter? <laughs> I, it, it may be some of that. May, maybe it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, like, for instance, uh, with teams like uh, in minor league baseball, they're assigned to that. I mean, there's a draft, and then they're assigned according to organization. To a different, to a certain team, you know, like we all laughed when the Trenton Thunder, which was a Red Sox organization at one time, became a Yankees organization, and the team was traded to Portland. You know, that was weird. You know, watching that whole thing take place, but uh, it's exciting. <clears throat> this is a hockey era area, and um, people will be excited to see good hockey. There's no question. Oh yeah, they're gonna be thrilled to see more good hockey. You know, and over at the NSBA, it's just, it's a fun atmosphere to be in. Yeah, it's a fun know? atmosphere. It's, uh, it's, uh, I like it, liken it to the Bates basketball gym, you know. No, it doesn't seat 3,500, but it's intimate. Uh, you, there's no bad seats. They've got that great mezzanine that has refreshments and bathrooms and all that good stuff. Uh, while there's a second, second ice surface for, Practices, games, and so on. So it's a, it's going to be a fun time. No, sounds like it will be. I love their uh, logo and their gear. I see they already got up on their website to to buy and whatever. Maybe time for a new hat. It's time for a new hat, definitely. Definitely time for a new hat. If you missed any of that press conference, you can catch it on demand after the show. Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal will join us at eleven o'clock. So he had, what, a couple days off, and now he's back at yeah, it. Yeah, he's back at it. Staycation, they call it. Back that, at right? it. All sort, oh, yeah. A staycation. Whole bunch of things to discuss. Bill Belichick 
Excited about the Patriots offseason. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Jeff Howe from the Boston Herald apparently has been reading my Twitter feed. You know how I've been saying for a couple weeks now? Just, you know, let's just trade Odell Beckham Jr. You know, trade, you know, hey, just trade you know, Cook for, for OBJ. He and Odell has already said he's not he's not gonna even stop practicing until he gets a new he's contract. He's not he's not stepping on the field until he gets a not contract extension. Going near it. And that is because John Mara said over the weekend that no one is untouchable coming off of a three and thirteen year. So that is an owner saying that, something and then a player saying, Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Works I'll, for me. I'll call you bluff. Big fella. Worked out pretty well last time. And uh, by the way, Brandon Cooks has the exact same cap number as OBJ I, this year. I, when you looked that the up, I same was number. shocked. Shocked. Well, they're on the same rookie deal. They're, yeah. you know, drafting the same time. I'm telling you, OBJ. Well, I can just imagine a few of those slant passes. That's the thing with OBJ. Not only is he good down the field, he's great in the slot. He's great in the, on those slant passes where he just takes them and if you, he's out. If you want to be a great receiver, you have got to be part prima donna. I mean, look at a guy like Edelman. He loves being in the limelight. He can't wait to get in front of the people, the cameras, and whatever else. And you've got to be part not because you're going to take some hits. And uh, those guys are special. And when you get a good one, you need to hold on to them. There's no question. But I think that uh, New York's looking to overhaul some of their things, which makes the, the Nate Solder signing a little odd. If you're going to rebuild, why, and why are you doing that? And that's my point. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, that doesn't... I think what they're trying to rebuild with, though, a lot of times yeah. you try to rebuild with, like, you know, you glitz and glamour and you want to go, you know, guts. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I've always believed you, you better have an offensive line Yeah, in that league because it's a passing also, league. If and you don't and when's, that, the last, when's the last time the Giants had a good running attack? I was a pop. I, I would say Tiki Barber and Brandon Jacobs were probably your was probably your last good one. Yeah. And I mean, and that was what? That was a few years ago. 12, 13, 14 years ago maybe. Every year I'm I'm told, "Oh, they're going to focus on the run this year." Okay. Um Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I I I mean, I certainly wouldn't go on record as saying Brandon Cooks a disappointment. I I, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, was I expecting, I was expecting gigantic 80-yard touchdowns, and I was expecting what Hogan gave them the year before from Cooks. As soon as he touched the ball, look out, he could go all the way. And we, we saw a little bit of that. We didn't see the deep crossing patterns and the and whatever, and he wasn't any good at the little short things. I mean, he was Short square out, he's Mm-mm. wasting his time with him. He That wasn't his forte, and he didn't like it, and he wasn't any good at it. Uh, so does that does that mean that maybe the Giants should get rid of – I mean, I think they think it becomes a headache. And I think that he would not be a headache in New England. I just have faith that that locker room would shape him up, and he would love being in for playing for a winner. Uh, I can you imagine him saying, "Hey, I'm going to be playing with Tom Brady." I think that changes, guys. I, I really so. do, and I don't mean that from a oh, it's so magical how they, do, do, do. you know. I just it happens. You, you know, think Randy Moss makes the Hall of Fame without playing with Tom nope. Brady? No, nope. he does not. I go back to Danny Woodhead, Shane Vereen. You can name them off better than I can. 
They, they leave the Patriots for big money, and then have you ever heard from them again? No, not really. Bye. I mean, Danny Woodhead just kept getting hurt. That's Good. the only reason he got mentioned. Goodbye. Shane Vereen was on the Giants. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He didn't get the coaching. He didn't get the opportunities. You know, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand that it's a business, and you got to look out for your family. And uh, if you can make seven, eight million dollars a year versus two million, man, well, it's hard to turn that down. But what do you get out of it? Yeah, I, you get more money. I mean, my wife said, "Well, you get a lot more money," but I, I'm not sure that's the answer, is it? Now, I think it's easier to go do that after you've won a couple of rings. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I. It's a little different. The one thing I love about the Stanley Cup is. When Matty Boutwell has won a Stanley Cup, his name is on it. Right. They can never take it away. Uh-uh. We might forget, but it's always on there. Some little kid can say, hey, look, there's Matty Boutwell's name. Mm-hmm. I know. You know to be said for that. It is. My name's on the cup somewhere, you know? I mean, that's that's pretty great. I think it's pretty special. Speaking of that, the Bruins look great again. This road trip's been good. They didn't get every point, but uh, with a little couple of breaks in St. Louis, they would have had all a point in every, you know, oh, yeah. two points in every game. They looked really good. They looked really good. Won two overtime games, and they won. You know, because they've had a lot of those six to five, seven to five, seven. You know, those kind of those big wins where they're where they're dumping a, a heck of a lot of goals in. You don't have a lot of those in the playoffs. Sometimes, no. cool. a lot of times, you have a lot of those one nothing, Close two to, to ones. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have that in this scenario. They uh, they they did what they had to do with the two to one, oh, and that's true. Yep. you know they played a good low scoring hockey game. You know you see that a lot with baseball teams. As a that was impressive. I just watched a, a fire rescue ambulance do a complete U turn on Center Street. That was nice. That was impressive. Um, the um, you know how you see the teams that beat up on everybody during the year and then they can't win the playoff games because oh, the president's games. the president's trophy winner yeah. hasn't won the Stanley Cup in forever. Right. It, it, that to me is kind of this kind of shows that they're going to be able to adapt and do you know whatever they need to do. So yeah, they can win the close ones, and you know really they they probably could have won one to nothing because the goal that that uh, they scored against a Minnesota scored was one of those wacky bounces off the backboard. Oh, yeah. And it came right behind Tuca, and the guy just tipped it in. It's like, oh, oh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, it it should have never bounced out that way. So take that away, and it's a one nothing game, and they win. Celtics the big win on the road against uh, Portland. They're they've basically locked up that two seed. So it's good that they get this done. They can start uh, getting I, stuff done. I didn't see the first part of the game. I was watching everything I could get my hands on. Um. But I was looking at the score. I have it, it updates live on my phone, just like on yours. And they're down. Six, eight, ten. I'm thinking, huh, really? Sacramento? But again, I think part of that was who's playing today? Mm-hmm. You know, they got this guy in, that guy out, and this guy, you know, and all of a sudden, Rozier goes off for his, was, I think that's his all time career high, right? 33, whatever it was. And Jalen Brown comes back with 19. Tatum gets 13. I mean, it was, I, it, it's a different guy every night. And they they still don't have 
their full complement of players. I mean, we knew this year they would never have their full complement when they were out, but Kyrie's going to be out at least three more weeks, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, the playoffs start in what, just about three weeks? Mm-hmm. So in the first round, they'll be home. Well, they'll be home until the final, if they final of the conference, if, if they're in second place. But, uh, you know, and they'll play, uh, who, who's seventh right now? Do you know offhand? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Seventh is the Heat, which is not a great matchup. That is not a good matchup. Well, Isn't that weird? Some team that everybody else can beat and you have trouble with them. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. By the way, uh, a couple things here about Odell Beckham, just going back to that. Yeah, you're stuck on that. You called November thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. Okay, November fifteenth, uh, November thirteenth, two thousand fifteen, in an interview uh, with uh, with uh, uh, with with the Daily News. Okay, here it is. Where is it? Bill Belichick was asked about Stars Giants wideout Odell Beckham by reporters this week. Belichick was very impressed with his skill set. Really quick, tough kid. Goes inside for the ball. Very good after the catch. and Makes a lot of plays with the ball in his hands. Hard guy to tackle. He's got good quickness. Good ability to separate. The thing that impresses me the most about him is his toughness. I mean, he's not a big guy, but he competes well. He goes inside, goes after the ball, takes a hit, and hangs on to it. He's a tough, competitive player and very good with the ball in his hands, not just going up and getting it. He's obviously got a bunch of highlight catches, but when he catches the ball, he can run with it and make plays with his quickness and his open field running ability. Beckham then was told what Belichick said about him and asked for his thoughts. It's a compliment for sure, Beckham said. A guy who, a Hall of Fame coach, he's a great coach. That's a big compliment from him. Kind of makes me wonder how much does he really watch? For someone to pick me and put that characteristic as the thing that they notice means, they're probably watching a lot of film. Nice. If Belichick That's, uses that the That is word, like man crush, be man crush, be man crush. If uh, Belichick says the word tough six or seven times in an uh, interview about a player, then that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. In that league. Hey, we'll take him. And, yeah. And, it, and it's not a uh, criticism of Brandon Cooks. You know, and Brandon Cooks might be just exactly what the Giants are looking for. That long home run threat. Mm-hmm. To spread the field out and open it up for other people. Look, they're both going to have to, you know, they're both going to have to get signed to something. So, you know, whatever works, you know. I mean, honestly. So, so it, what's up with the Jets making an offer and pretty much signing and Dominican Sue and then reneging on it? What is that all about? Sue hasn't signed it. He's looking for money. And Dominican Sue is looking for cash. Now the Rams are back in it, I hear. Uh-huh. I tell you what. You, I, I don't know what the plan is for him. You, like You put him on the Rams where they've got, uh, what's his name? That's a defensive coach. <laughs> Look out. Phillips. Wade Phillips. Yikes. L.A. Rams are the team to beat. As reported yesterday, the Jets are sent to their offer. It was great news for the Rams. I mean, the Rams are looking to have the best defensive line in history. Yeah, pretty much. The thing is, it's hard for me to know because he's played for a, a Miami Dolphin franchise that has no particular leadership right. anywhere in sight. And so that allowed him to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. 
Now, whether or not with the right leadership and the right coaching, can he harness the, that part of it while still being a great defensive tackle? I mean, you would hope so. I mean, in college, he was on the edge, but again, I thought at Nebraska, I thought he did what he was supposed to do. You know, we didn't see week after week, oh boy, Dominican Sue. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, bowl game against Texas was phenomenal. He was unbelievable. Everybody knew his name by the time that, you know, that game was over. So he can, he can do that. I think what's happened is he's been allowed in, in Miami to be a jerk. Every time. So. Then they were allowed to. They're that like, could yeah, do you think? That could change. Well, I mean, that's like evidently that with every the, kid now. Evidently, the Pats are not interested. He's too much money, I would say. They're not, they're not going. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him because, again, I think the, the locker room would take care of Belichick and or would take care of that. Maybe not, but I think so. There you go. Ryan Flaherty's got a new job. Yeah, already. Be signing with uh, the Atlanta Braves. That'll be announced later on today. $750,000 contract for him for the year. Nice work if you can get it. Well, be a, he'll be the utility infielder. He can play anywhere. He's he's really bright. He knows what he's supposed to do. You know he comes from good background. I See, I, I think guys like that are a good risk. Yeah. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to be tabloid. He doesn't work. You're going to cut him and move on. Yeah. You don't have a lot of money invested in. You know, I was, you know, the the Sox got down to, they, they let, they let, uh, they traded Devin Marrero. He's got one of the best gloves anywhere. He just can't hit. Mm-hmm. And it puts him back with uh, Tori Lovello, who I think and is an outstanding coach, mm-hmm. manager. And uh, I think that probably will help him, whatever that looks like. You know, I, I know I don't see him being a three hundred hitter, but you know, even if with his glove, if he could hit two fifty, most teams would take it because he can play anywhere in the infield. He's one of those guys. Very few guys can play both third base and shortstop. He can do both, and that means uh, Brock Holt will be one of the utility guys. Mm-hmm. I still don't know exactly what they're going to do because they're going to keep Swihart. Looks like. Yep. They should. He's been their best hitter this spring. Mm-hmm. And if J.D. Martinez is going to play in the outfield, they got a little plan there. He plays in the outfield uh, on the road, not at home. I, I, they've got some formula, whatever the hell it is. So if that's just your fourth outfielder, where is where's Swihart going to play when he gets in the games? Because to just have him as a D.H., I mean, a pinch hitter doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think he can do that, too. And he runs well enough, even as a catcher, that he probably could be a base runner. I'll be real interested to see how they manage this lineup and assuage this lineup because um, I'm going to be real interested to see how Cora handles that. I thought Cora did a good job with, with Holt, though, and, and we'll talk about that coming up. Beelis Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. Don't move. We will be right back. 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Attention small business owners. You know how hard it is to get funding to grow your business. Next Wave Funding is a direct funder that can help you get the cash you need when you need it, even if your credit is not that great. If you've been in business for over one year, have at least $12,000 in sales every month, Next Wave will purchase your future earnings and give you the money you need. It's as simple as that. Need money for equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll? We can get you approved today and funded within 24 to 72 hours. You may even qualify for a cash advance up to $500,000 with no application fee. Funding is based on your business, not your credit score. Call Next Wave Funding today at 800-515-0234. That's 800-515-0234. This is by far the easiest and best funding for existing businesses. Call 800-515-0234. That's 800-515-0234. Next Wave Funding, the alternative solution to bank loans. Does your water stain and damage your fixtures? Does it smell or taste bad? Are you worried about what's in your water? Water quality should not be painful and worrisome. Get HydroCare Water Systems from Wave Home Solutions with the most advanced purification technologies. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-866-979-9147 or go to bestwaternow.com. HydroCare will eliminate lime scale that causes hundreds of dollars in damage to pipes and appliances without using salt. Well water will no longer smell or stain your fixtures. City water will be purified of harmful chlorine, lead, arsenic, and chemicals. Wave Home Solutions provides the cleanest, healthiest water at every faucet. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, call 1-866-979-9147, 1-866-979-9147, or go to bestwaternow.com. That's bestwaternow.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit SpectrumHCP.com forward slash ortho. 
If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, mainathleticfundraising.com. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Bela's Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. We had a press conference earlier. We were at the Twin City Thunder press conference to announce Doug Friedman as their head coach. Doug, of course, was the... uh, Man in charge over at Kent's Hill for the athletic department. He will be taking over the Twin City Thunder hockey team, so good stuff for him. Randy Whitehouse will join us at 11 a.m. today. Talking Celtics, talking Bruins. Had a little connection to Kent's Hill. Yeah. When I was the principal at Moranacook, um, we had been practicing at uh, Kennebec Ice Arena at uh, 5 a.m. on school mornings. And they're opening the new rink at uh, Kenso, so we went over, the AD and I went over for a meeting, and they said, before we do the locker rooms and everything else, we want a commitment. And we said, well, we understand that Kenso is going to have the number one locker room, but we'd like to be sure that we're on the ground floor and we'll make a long-term commitment to playing our games here, period will come away from the Kennebec Ice Arena and play here. It's it's local. It's part of the communities that actually go to Miranda Cook. So we signed a long-term agreement, and uh, they finished the rink, and the rest is history. And there they are now. And now it's used for everything, you know? And I had a little, because <laughs> it's a new headmaster now, but... At the time, I think I told you, when I was at Miranda Cook, the superintendent and I had our differences, and it was a tough go for me. And eventually I ended up going to Leavitt High School to be principal, which is where, you know, we live. That's where my kids went to school. But I went to meet with the, uh, the headmaster a second time because as they were ready to open that rink, he was looking for somebody to run the rink do some clinics and this, that, and the other. And I said, wasn't sure I was ready to get out of education yet, but I said, you know, I would be interested in something like that. And, uh, but what they decided to do, and he, he called me, he told me, so what we decided to do is we're going to put a teacher from the classroom, be the AD and run the rink, kind of a com- all combined position. I, I didn't want to go back in the classroom. I'd been out of the classroom too long to, go back and do that. So they hired somebody to do all those jobs and it worked out well for them. And 
It's a great rink. And they I don't know if you've been in the facility, but there's a rink on one side, there's a weight room and fitness area in the middle, and then there's a basketball uh, court on the other side. So it's, uh, it's a nice Alphonse Center, as you might expect. Uh, Harold's son went there for a bit of time, I think, to prep school. And uh, nice place. Yeah, good spot. Got to see Derek go Telstar baseball play up there last year. Oh, then, really? I had to, yeah. then I had to go into the arena because that was only where the bathroom was. I mean, that was a long walk to that bathroom, but, you know, it was there. That was one of the coldest games I've. That was one of the colder games I've been to, but not, not as many, you know. Well, they're one of those schools that, when they play in the public school arena, if you will, uh, I don't mean arena as ice arena. I meant their teams. They're like St. Dom's. They, they have a prep school hockey program, but their field hockey, basketball, whatever, play in the MPA leagues and. They're a C and D school, you know. They're fairly small and and whatever, but they've got nice facilities. Um, it's a nice little campus. It's right near the Fayette line. We used to go by Kenso because at lunchtime we'd get out of the Fayette Country Store and get they made the best hoagies and whatever that you could ever get. So we used to go by Kenso all the time to go to Fayette School, this country store, which is right down over the hill. Anyway, don't know why we got talking about Ken Sill that much. Well, anyway. Doug Friedman was there, you know. Yeah. That was that was how that works. Nice Sometimes guy. we go off on the rabbit hole, and that's, that's right. okay. By the way, I got a little rant I need to jump in on. One you may not want to like, but I got thinking about uh, when we talked when we texted uh, Coach Palmer from Dirigo, baseball coach, last week. He was frustrated because. One of his best players, uh, and in a small school, there aren't a lot of those, um, was going to miss baseball practice because he was playing in a senior all-star basketball game. And for me, it's not about the basketball for me. I would feel the same way if it was the end of the fall season. The field hockey and and uh, lobster bowl and football, they, they play in the summer after kids have graduated, which so it's not an issue. It's an issue for the kids' summer jobs and and where they're going to go to school and some of those things. But any season going into the next one. So I looked it up. The last state championship basketball games were March, but they were that first weekend. It was second and third. Baseball started the Monday the 19th. So in other words, there were two Friday night, Saturday all day available for a senior all-star basketball game and I don't understand why they couldn't be put in there I mean I, I'm not sure some star emerged in the playoffs that people didn't know was already a pretty decent player to be selected to play in the all-star games so there were two weeks to get that game done and instead they're into the spring sports season and it happens to be baseball softball when we were talking to Parma but anybody who runs track or plays tennis or whatever same for them and I just want to talk about the other side of this. When you're the coach of the season that suddenly is interrupted, it could be the winter season interrupted by something happens in the fall, so on and so forth. This one happens to be winter season interrupting the spring season. So what happens is coach has, and it could be male or female, whatever the sport is, has 
kids practicing in their gym, working really, really hard. I mean, I'm talking gassers, practicing sliding, if it's baseball, you know, all kinds of stuff. They're working hard. And you look at the team and say, well, everybody's working hard except for that Matty Boutwell kid because he's gone to play in the senior all-star basketball game. And again, not picking on basketball. It could be the same if it was a different different sports season breakdown. So it, it interferes with your relationship with your team because I don't begrudge the kid again an opportunity to play. My my son, Josh, when he was a senior, he played in the senior all-star hockey game. However, they had it in a spot where he didn't miss baseball at all. So somehow they figured it out. Um, so I have to look at those kids, and I, and I don't begrudge the kid that's got an opportunity, but I, I don't have a good reply for some kids saying, why isn't Matty here? Well, he's a good basketball player, you know, and I, my reply would be, so what? I'm a good something else. Right. Um, and so now as a coach, you know, you, you okay, I could say, okay, the game's on Friday. Okay, I'm, uh, no practice on Friday. I get I could get around it by doing that, and then nobody, then there's no half the, te- the team's, you know, taking sides. Half of them are saying, well, geez, great, good opportunity for him. And I and I feel great opportunity for him. My my beef would be he rolls an ankle, he or she he rolls an ankle in one of those games, and misses two weeks of my season. Who's that fair to? It's the same thing that happens when Matty Boutwell, coach of a pick a sport, the fall sport, doesn't get their equipment collected, and the AD says, uh, Johnny Dave Wing can't play in the winter sports because he doesn't have all his equipment turned in. Well, is that the winter coach's problem? Well, it is now, but it's, it's the coach who had him in the fall who didn't get it done. You know, so we're all in this together, I guess, is what I'm saying when it's all said and done. And I don't like my relationship with my kids to be affected. Then i got to make some choices here when I want that kid to play in that game. Have it earlier. There's two weekends. Do it right then. I'll come to the game and watch him, my kid play. But don't do it so that my season is interrupted where now my kid's the team's divided a little bit. Some of them, are, you know, they're not sad he's gone. And the kids get over to hell of a lot easier than the adults do. The kids won't mind 20 minutes later. But as a coach, if 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 you're going to stand for something, then what is it you're standing for? And is it being interrupted by whatever's happening with the All-Star game? And, again, I'm not not doing this because it's about basketball. I'm doing this because it's interrupted in season. It could have been the fall season going into the winter season they decide to have the lobster bowl in the at the end of the football season and kids couldn't get the basketball i'd be just as upset about that oh yeah so anyway that's my little mini rant uh i'm, I don't I'm glad like you it. got that rant going yeah i don't have it's not as bad as your rant about university of maine men's basketball i shouldn't even mention that out loud you didn't hear that but uh anyway it's a you know, my wife said I'm. it's much ado about nothing, and it probably is, but in the long run, it isn't. You know, because my next thing is, oh, I'm, I'm making a college visit. Mm-hmm. Really important. Not going to be at your practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my niece is getting married. I mean, these are all things coaches face. It's one of the questions I start asking if I'm interviewing coaches. It's one of the questions I ask. Okay, we're going to play a little role play. I'm, I'm the player and you're the coach. Uh, coach, I can't be at practice today. Uh, 
next Tuesday. And you say, as the coach, why not? Well, why not? And I say, well, so then you start down. I First, I start out with ridiculous things. My mom wants to take me shopping. And then I want to find out, is that okay with you? You know, if you say, ah, don't worry about it, we'll take it. And you say, no, you got to be at practice. Okay, so that tells me something about what the coach is, mm-hmm. what the relationship. And then I say, I'm going on a college visit. And then, you know, so then they start to get more, a little more intriguing and much more difficult to make the decisions on. The good coaches ask me when it's all over, so what would you have done, Mr. Wing? <laughs> the good ones. The real good ones, right? You know what my reply always was? There is no excuse other than a funeral for you missing practice. Mm-hmm. Now, will you have to miss a practice? You might have to. And they need to understand you're going to have to pay the consequence, whatever that is. That, that, I mean, it's simple for me. There is no excuse. And then we'll figure out what the consequence is going to be. But you need to understand there will be a consequence. Anyway, that's my little coaching one-on-one that <laughs> I don't agree with the All-Star game being into the sports season of the next one. It's one of the reasons they have the sports season. It allows the kid to get a break and the coach, if you coach him more than one, like Hathaway and some of those guys are. Uh, it also allows, I think, for some of those things because they add good things. It's a showcase for a kid to be noticed by somebody Maybe they want to go on to school and the school hasn't given out all their scholarships yet and they see the kid in the All-Star game and said, wow, look at that boy or girl, you know, whatever. How good they are against that good competition. I, I got one scholarship up. I'm, giving it, I'm going to see if I can get them to come here, him or her, um, and so on. I don't begrudge any of that. And it's a fun. You meet kids that you competed against. and I mean, Josh had a blast playing in the senior All-Star hockey game. He really did. But, and the, he played in the Lobster Bowl, too. I mean, two great experiences. So I've been that part of it. But don't make it so it interferes another season, I guess, was my mini rant. I agree. And you, you, need, the, you need the three sport athletes. You need that, the four sports. Do other things. Red Sox roster has not been announced yet, final roster. Not all of it. Looks like reliever Bobby Pointer, who, uh, former Portland Sea Dog, has never made it above double-A. Came looks out of like nowhere. He, he looks like he's going to make the club. He pitched, uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I watched a little bit of both games. He looked really good. Yeah. He's a lefty. He may be the only lefty in the bullpen, according mm-hmm. to the way it's going. They they sent uh, Robbie Scott down. Yep. Which means this kid's got an opportunity. Now, Robbie Scott, can come. they can bring him back up if the kid can't do it. But, you know, they, they've had some pretty good luck with keeping guys that nobody ever heard of as left-handers. Well, and that's the thing with bullpens. This is why I get so wound up when people are like, unless you're playing for the absolute blue-chip blue-chip, okay? And I'm talking like Andrew Miller or yeah. or, or or Kenley Jansen or, or all this Chapman or whatever, okay? Yeah, but line. even then, that's a huge gamble because with pitching, as you've seen a million times, how, you know— Everybody said, "Oh, you just pay, you overpay David Price, and then he's going to come in and make every start for you." Eh, how'd that work out last year? Yeah. How do you do? How do? You, he, oh, he was banged up, right? And you never know. Relief pitches are no different than relief hitters. pitches. You never they know. Go through a little spell. Look at look at Dylan Batances last year. He gained some weight. He lost his mechanics. He but, looks great this spring. Didn't get anybody out. But he, he there were times where he'd come in. I'd be like, "Holy crap!" It was like when a wild thing, uh, you know, before <laughs> yeah. he slept with Roger Doran's wife. Yeah, there you go. You After know, that, he it was, was the same. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> That'll do it for you. <laughs> 
How about how about this one? A good coach thing uh, from from Ryan Palmer, who's listening, of course. His favorite excuse for missing practice, coach. Uh, my mom is taking me out driving because I have my driver's test tomorrow. Ooh, it's a good Ooh, one. Ooh, that is a good one. It's great. How about you drive home? Okay. I'll take you out driving right after yeah, I'll practice. I'll take you driving. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'll sit in the passenger seat. Let's go. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, man. I don't know. We, I, I have two kids. My son, Mr. Cocky, he took his driver's test. I had a Jeep Cherokee Sport, five, five speed on the floor. He took the driving test in a standard shift. How's that for cocky? Pass, no problem. My daughter failed the first one. Well, we, my wife had a big Grand Cherokee, Grand Caravan. She wasn't taking the test, and that sucker. And I got a standard shift, so you you, you go to the driving school, and they'll they'll uh, let you use one of their cars to take the test. And well, she failed the first one, passed the second one. But so anyway, been there for the for the driving test. Thank you very much. Have you faced that yet? What's that? Your son? The no, license? not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. You think you've got maybe he gray can hair get in your beard? Once he gets his it. crap together in school, maybe. Until You're going to have you know. gray hair everywhere once they, once they start I'm already, I'm already like, you know, I already know. So. Phew. Yeah. I already am aware. We were. I was just reading a thing here, of course, going back earlier. Uh, if you if you missed it, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I know there are a lot of Giants fans out there, but also a lot of Patriots fans. Uh, looks like the Giants are going to open up the bidding on Odell Beckham Jr. At least according to reports, at least from what John Mara said from Odell Beckham. You mean bidding on a contract? Yeah, bi- or bidding on who wants bidding him? on who wants him. Ooh. Um, and the comparison that's made at ProFootballTalk.com. Of course, you hear Mike Florio uh, in the mornings here on Sports Time Seven Eighty. Odell Beckham is a big play receiver. He wants a new contract. He has a tendency to cause his team headaches off the field. With the Giants not ruling out the possibility of trading him, it's worth remembering the last time a player who fits that description got traded. It was five years ago. That player was Percy Harvin. He went from the Vikings to the Seahawks in exchange for uh, Seattle's first-round pick and seventh-round pick that year and a third-round pick the following year. Seahawks immediately signed Harvin to a contract extension. Would the Gi- could the Giants get that kind of deal for Beckham? A first round, a third rounder, and a seventh rounder, and then sign him to the new contract he wants? Beckham way better every down receiver than Harvin. Giants may want more for Beckham than the Vikings got for him, but it seems really unlikely to me that any team's going to give up more than the Seahawks gave up in that trade. I think the Vikings' compensation in that deal, probably the high end of what the yes. Giants give if they traded him. In in The guess here to me would be, if you're the Patriots, I don't think straight. you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna have to trade a first rounder. Oh no, I think a straight player swap. I is... think I think you could do a straight player swap, and, and maybe if you know, let's look at the uh, 2018 New England Patriots draft picks one more times. You know, like let's how take about, a, how about no, none of them have been confiscated by the league for things not, that didn't not happen yet anyway. It's they so, haven't been the, screwed the draft, out of anything yet. The draft hasn't been held yet, so there's still a possibility. Yeah, so. They've got two picks in the second round, a pick in the third round, a pick in the fifth round, pick in the seventh round, the compensatory picks in round four. I could see them. Wait, they already gave up their first? No, the first. They still have the first rounder. Oh, first, we are, remember. I don't. I don't. I don't. You, can't, you said you're not drift drafting. I'm not. I'm not giving them a first no, rounder. No, not for that. Even at, even at pick thirty one. Um, I, I now I would. 
if they want to do a swap, they want the first rounder, then you give me your second rounder. Which is the second Which is second probably round. not that far off. So if yeah. you look at your New York Giants 2018. They have the second pick. Yeah. Um, well, how about Randy Moss for a fourth rounder, right? Yeah. That was a pretty good trade, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that worked out okay. I, I could take that. We'll trade you Peckham for a fourth round. Yeah, no, they're not gonna, the, the issue have, is they're not going to be able to get are, Cooks and him underneath the salary no, no, cap. No, no, that's the biggest issue. They, I mean, they've still got about nine, ten million dollars now. If they do a, if they do a, um, a contract negotiation or something, look, yeah, sign and Brady trade. and OBJ have some major oh, Instagram yeah. have oh, a major yeah. Instagram crush yeah, going on. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a from afar bromance. They're bros, and yeah. I am telling you right now, like. I feel like if somebody said, hey, Tom, how would you feel about OBJ? I think he'd be really, really yeah, happy about it. I think he it. might be up for it. I think he'd be down, is what I'm saying. You know, so I, I don't I don't think he would complain about that at all. Uh, I'm looking for the 2018 New York Giants. I don't remember them giving up many, so I think they got a full compliment. Well, let's find out, shall we? Full list of 2018 draft. There we go. All right. First round, second overall. Uh, first round, second overall. Second round, 34th overall. Third round, 66th overall. Two fourth rounders, a fifth and a seventh. Okay. So if you trade your first round pick, this is this would be great. You take your first round pick and Brandon Cooks and trade it for a second round pick, which is three picks after, but it lowers... The money, money that you have absolute. to pay. God, this is right up Belichick's This alley. is the absolute this most. Is, his love Look, of his I, life. I, would, I don't know if you have a bookie. I don't know what you do out there in listening land, but I would I would bet your rear end right now, I would, or, or as Buster Rollins say, bet the family farm in Vermont. That is such an easy deal for them to make. Oh, yeah. Both Same teams. salary cap number. Yeah. Flip-flop your first and second round picks. Then the, then the Patriots have three second round picks. They can sit out day one. And then whoever drops out of the first round that they want, they're going to be able to take up at the top. And 34, go, 43, and, and 63. They're going for a tackle, I can guarantee Oh, yeah. That. There'll be a tackle in there. There'll be a quarterback in there. This reminds me of that 2014 draft when they sure. drafted Garoppolo. Garoppolo. They had two or three second rounders that year. They did, yep. I, I, and, and if you're the Giants, are you going to get back a receiver that is even on the same planet as Odell Beckham Jr.? No, but you will if you get Brandon Cooks. Well, and you're going to get rid of what they were concerned about, you know, the uh, the tabloid stuff. Mm-hmm. That that the Pats have not been against taking on. I mean, they took on Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. And for most of his time in New England, he was fantastic. No issues, no whatever, you know. At the end, he got a little, meh, and they, and they didn't re-sign him. Plain and simple. It's that easy. The thing is, then they got to re-sign Beckham if they want to keep him. And now what? You know, he might be just that little bit that puts him back in the Super Bowl. Think yeah. about it. Just that different. That, that one guy that's just that much ahead of everybody else. There were, there were a lot of plays that the offense, you know, we talk about how the Patriots are one play away in that game. It wasn't just the... Um, it wasn't just the defense. The offense left a lot of plays on the field, especially in that first half. They could have matched them touchdown for touchdown for touchdown. Speaking of the Super Bowl, 
did you see with the NFL? They loved sticking it in our throat. Said, oh, wow, well, that 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 uh, Clement uh, catch in the uh, end zone shouldn't have been a catch. Uh, they couldn't wait to make sure we knew that for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And we all knew that the pass to uh, Foles was an illegal formation. They decided to ignore it, but it was. It's okay. And they even said that, well, that play isn't even mentioned now. They've, they've talked about the Clement with the catch rule. In fact, we'll talk about this in The catch rule now, oh, yeah, that was totally not a catch. Yeah. yeah we just brushed by that. If that was the Patriots, it would lead the Today Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Randy Whitehouse with our Monday morning quarterback coming up, which is at because we're still talking Patriots football, even with opening day this week. We'll talk more about that as well. It's the Beatles Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. Western Maine's new home for national and local sports. You're listening to 780 Sports Time. WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Attention small business owners. You know how hard it is to get funding to grow your business. Next Wave Funding is a direct funder that can help you get the cash you need when you need it, even if your credit is not that great. If you've been in business for over one year, have at least $12,000 in sales every month, Next Wave will purchase your future earnings and give you the money you need. It's as simple as that. Need money for equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll? We can get you approved today and funded within 24 to 72 hours. You may even qualify for a cash advance up to $500,000 with no application fee. Funding is based on your business, not your credit score. Call Next Wave Funding today at 800-515-0234. That's 800-515-0234. This is by far the easiest and best funding for existing businesses. Call 800-515-0234. That's 800-515-0234. Next Wave Funding, the alternative solution to bank loans. Does your water stain and damage your fixtures? Does it smell or taste bad? Are you worried about what's in your water? Water quality should not be painful and worrisome. Get HydroCare Water Systems from Wave Home Solutions with the most advanced purification technologies. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-866-979-9147 or go to bestwaternow.com. HydroCare will eliminate lime scale that causes hundreds of dollars in damage to pipes and appliances without using salt. Well water will no longer smell or stain your fixtures. City water will be purified of harmful chlorine, lead, arsenic, and chemicals. Wave Home Solutions provides the cleanest, healthiest water at every faucet. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, call 1-866-979-9147, 1-866-979-9147, or go to bestwaternow.com. That's bestwaternow.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Two, one, touchdown! 
And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Welcome in. It's the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network on a Monday morning. Loud and proud on Sports Time uh, 780 from the River Valley to your home, wherever that might be. Join now for a Monday morning quarterback with the man, the myth, the legend, Randy, Randy Whitehouse. Randy, um, got to gotta ask you, got to ask you, was that the most impressive Celtics win over the Blazers? Since Larry Bird had his last triple double in 1992, <laughs> you talking about the one where he hit the three pointer that wasn't a three pointer to send it into overtime. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember where I was when I watched that game. I'm such a Larry Bird sycophant. In, in my in my apartment in, in Castleton, Vermont. Oh my, Castleton, Vermont. That's you know. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. I didn't Castleton, Vermont. We'll go back to that in a second. But I was um, fourteen, and I was watching it on a color TV in my room for the first time. Mm-hmm. 
because I had to move the black and white upstairs for my Nintendo. Like I was the kid that played uh, Duck Hunt on his black and white uh, TV. Uh, Yeah, I actually, it was funny. I had one of those black and white TVs and my kids get so mad at me when they're like, I can't believe my TVs. They never really complain about TV size or anything, but I'm like, listen, smart ass. Okay, this is what you've got. You have an HD television in your room. Okay, every one of you has an HD television in your room. Oh my. We, I had a Quasar that I just got rid of maybe seven or eight years ago, okay, because it finally stopped working. I was, I was really sad to get rid of that one. I mean, that was the first color TV my family had had. And then we moved that one, and then I played Nintendo on that for, for quite a while, and then I moved it upstairs into my room, and it was played on, on black and white. I'm like, you don't know the struggle of playing right, a game on, on black and white when you have to see the colors on things. Like, it's, it's not easy, so get over it. Uh, I have a personal rule that if I ever... Play Pong. It has to be on a black and white TV. I don't play it on color TV. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a terrible idea. I'm thinking about doing a, a Tecmo a Tecmo Super Bowl uh, tournament at some point around here. I'm thinking about qualifiers, brackets. Oh, I'm in, man. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think celebrity celebrity Tecmo Super Bowl. I think that's the way to go. And, Palmer's probably in, right? Yeah, Palmer would be in. Like we'll have a we'll have a list of teams, and you're going to have to draw the teams. You can't just pick because everybody's going to be be the Raiders now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want to be Bo Jackson. I, you yeah. know, I would love if I could do it. If we could pick, I would be the Christian Akoya's Chiefs. He's the underrated dominator. Oh, there that, we go. See, I would take San Francisco. I take the 49ers. Because Jerry Rice, when you get him the ball, is just as good as any of those guys. And if Roger Craig is healthy, he's fine. The problem with Roger Craig is he'll occasionally fumble like he did against the Giants. And he'll be like, boop, there it is. So I'll usually flip-flop him out for Dexter Carter, even though Dexter Carter wasn't at all good. But in that game, he was kind of speedy. You know, there's some speedy ones you could really think of, too. Like, you can take the 49ers. I think the Giants are a good team because Dave Meggett, you know, Back before he was a convicted rapist. The Oilers. Yeah, the Oilers were a good one. You know, with Jeffries on a fly pattern. Oh, you know, man. Every time. Oh, yeah. You Curtis guys. Duncan. Oh, oh yeah. You could, go, you could go crazy with those things. Evan Smith wasn't that good in that game. You know who else was good in that game but doesn't get a lot of credit because the rest of his quarterbacks were terrible was uh, Neil Anderson for the Bears. Neil Anderson was another good one as well. But I think what we do is I think we just put everything in a hat. We put all the teams in there, and you have to draw one. And whoever gets that, that's it. You you have to take that team. And you can, the only thing I would do is I would allow people to change their playbook so you're not stuck with that stupid flea flicker play. Because all you got to do is go back there and dive and hit your quarterback and you've caused an automatic fumble every time you've done that. Guys, I want to keep things in perspective. Yeah. My big deal was Space Invaders. Spa- <laughs> <laughs> they they just kept marching on, and you had the little controller, and you're just shooting them in in a straight line, folks. In a straight line. There in were a no, straight there line. There were no graphics. There were no 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 space invaders. Space invaders on one of those Atari top ones. An old Atari. Yeah, well, an old Atari's good, but but one you know when you go to the arcade and you had like the two player ones on oh. the tabletop ones. See, I never there. got to do that. Those were awesome. That was when I was married, by the way. I, I never did that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, There was no such thing. No ColecoVision, you know. It's fine. It's good. What uh, you, you what? Red Sox start this week. Are you at all excited about the Red Sox starting this week, Randy Whitehouse? Uh, yeah, well, I'm more excited about baseball in general starting. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing some. I mean, well, spring is coming, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At and, some point. You know, also, you know, excited to see what... You know, Cora, you know, Alex Cora, what some of his managing, you know, 
styles and inclinations are. You know, you start to get a taste of that in real games instead of spring training games. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Randy, we were talking last week on the air. I like what Cora and the Red Sox have done this year with, uh, in a major league game, even though it's spring training, it, it's a game. you, you got to play by the same rules that you always do. So what they did was they sent their pitchers down initially, the good ones anyway, and they pitched them in minor league games because there are no rules like that. And so let's just say you want the pitcher to throw 45 pitches. So what you want them to do is get up, get down, you know, throw pitches, go in the dugout, throw pitches, go in the dugout, just like a regular game. So he throws 15 pitches in the first inning, even if the count's 2-1 and one on the batter, the inning's over in the minor league complex. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go in and they come back out, they throw to 15 pitches. Or if you want J.D. Martinez to get a lot of at-bats, he bats first in every inning. Yeah. I, I like that. that. To me, that makes sense. It's live pitching. It's uh, it's constructive. You don't get a guy out there and he gets stuck in an inning and throws twenty six pitches in one inning and then wonders why his arms sore for a week. Uh, I what do you think? I like the concept. I really do. Yeah, yeah I, I I like it too, Dave. It's it's all about getting ready for the season, preparing for the season. Um, you know the the other aspects of of spring training. You know whether it's simulating. You know, actual game action, actual uh, trying to simulate actual regular season situations and all that. Those come up a lot less, and, and whatever information you get out of them isn't quite as, as valuable as, as you would normally get in a regular season game. So, sure. yeah, by all means, uh, you know, and, and who knows, maybe Major League Baseball will, will, will start doing it for the, for the Major League games. Uh, if if more teams start taking advantage of those of those minor league games, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, get get guys the at bats they need. Control the situations that they're in as much as possible. Control the number of pitches that they're gonna throw. Uh, yeah, all in favor of it. I think I think that's a good idea. See, Ronald, Randy, Randy's on board. I like it. He likes that deal. He likes that. You do. You you don't, however. Get the situation that the pitcher faces the first time he faces the Yankees, and they hit three home runs in the first inning, and he throws twenty nine pitches, and you know you're going to face that anyway, but you don't face that during spring training. But, right, and so. you, you also, you know, you might face Greg Bird hitting a home run off you in spring training, but you won't during the regular season. Well, that is one hundred percent correct be because Greg now. Bird the facing him during the spring training. He's already hurt. I have changed the name of Greg Bird. He is now known as Nick Johnson two point oh. Yeah, there you go. That is who he is because Nick Johnson was supposed to be the guy. The guy. He was going to be the next first baseman, and he failed so miserably that they had to go sign Jason Giambi to replace him, and that went swimmingly. So um, yeah, I, I still I still look at Nick Johnson as the reason that Yankees uh, dynasty crapped out because that was when the Yankees went back into let's just buy whoever we need to instead of developing guys. Hey, why not? It's and, money. and that was that was the 2002 like oh well we reinvigorate it with some cash and then they lost and lost and lost again they won in 2009 by doing that and then they never won another one until they started to go back and reinvest into the farm system. So yeah, I. Firm believer that that this is going to have to get taken care of. 
my thought, and it kind of reminds me of the 2003 Red Sox. Because remember, David Ortiz didn't start that year as the Red Sox starting first baseman. He had to platoon with Jeremy Giambi. And also remember, Mo Vaughn had to do some platooning in his MVP season of 1995 uh, with Reggie Jefferson over at first base as well. So sometimes it takes a while for these guys to to break through. I think you're going to see a lot of Neil Walker at first base while Bird is out. I also could see Tyler Austin coming up and getting a shot and playing well. I could also see Mike Ford who you saw a lot last year in Trenton and played in Scranton, he could come up and get a shot as well. And if anybody catches fire, look, if somebody comes up and sees a bunch of fastballs hitting in between Stanton and Judge or could however they decide to do Spot it. Spot could be theirs. It could be theirs. The way Gregorius has hit this summer. Do they have much money tied up in Bird? No, no, there's not a lot of money there at all. But, I mean, they've still got $12 million before they hit that, that cap, and they're, still, they're going to have to add a pitcher before the deadline. Maybe someone in the bullpen, maybe, you know, because there's injuries. I mean, but regardless, you're going to have to get something there. At some point, somebody's going to come on the market. Maybe Cole Hamels. I could see them making a deal for Cole Hamels before the deadline. Is he bringing his wife with him? I hope so. I, I <laughs> hope so. I hope uh, I hope A.J. McCarron She'll is a friend popular. of his. She'll and be popular hopefully in they New come York. along, too. You know? She will be popular and in New York. And that would be fine. You know, if that happens, so be it. But I, I could certainly see that. But I, I don't see them going after anybody like that. I see them going after, like, you know, one of those guys. Kind of like what they tried to do with Chris Carter last year, but Chris Carter decided last year was the year that he could not hit a bas- uh, baseball anymore. So, that you know, was the best. That, and, that, and that's what happened. They got nothing out of first base last year. So if, if they get anything out of it this year, they're good. I think Gregorius is going to improve. He's had a great spring. I wouldn't be shocked if they put Gregorius in between Stanton and Judge and let him start taking the hacks. Because I'll tell you, there's worse guys that could be hitting in between them. And I still think the, te- the guy who's going to have the best year this year of it, anybody on the Yankees offensively is going to be Gary Sanchez as long as yeah, he stays healthy. Yeah, said that for a week or so. You know the one the one thing that I caution about the Yankees because uh, the lineup scares me is they are going to strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. It's the way it is. They, those big power hitters they go through those spells. Look at Judge last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went through spells like he couldn't even find the baseball, let alone hit it. So, you know what you hope is if you're a Yankee fan is that those guys in between spark some things and you don't leave a lot of guys on base and so on and so forth i don't think they're going to be as stagnant on the base paths this year because i think because of girardi being gone i think the one thing that drove me nuts about girardi for years is oh well we'll have to we got to put ellsbury and and gardner up at the top and you know because they're you know they do this and they set the table well that's great you you set them at first and then you don't let them steal bases you know you don't let them run you don't use hit and run you don't do anything like that if you do that that's you know that's not working there are a lot of day-to-day decisions that Girardi made that used to drive me absolutely bonkers and Yankees fans that I'm close with that know the game felt the same way and it was nice to see him leave I'll be interested to see what Boone does I'm going to be real interested to see how much of uh how much slack Cora gets with Red Sox fans this year because they hated John Farrell so much that if the first game that Cora mismanages, are they going to say, oh, well, you know, at least it was there. You didn't have a lot of that when Terry Francona took over for Grady no, Little. No. You know, you didn't have anybody well, say, oh, you're going to go back to Grady and Little. Francona you know, is exceptional. There's no question. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I, I think they'll give him a little bit of rope, but, but there's I've never been a, a Red Sox manager in my lifetime that hasn't eventually been over overrun by, you know, expert uh, <laughs> baseball managers in New England. There's there's no other place like it for that. And, you know, they, they did it with Frank Kona, calling him Frank Coma and all that stuff. They didn't 
They didn't know a good man, Joe, when they stole How's he looking right now? Yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm actually picking the Red Sox to win the division, and I'm probably being a little too optimistic, but I think think their pitching is going to be going to be pretty good this year. I think for um, both teams, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think I think the Yankees definitely are going to have to get another arm down the stretch, and, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if they take a little bit of a step back this year. The, 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 they've built this thing up the right way, and, and they're going to contend for a long time, but I don't know, it's a, a lot of times teams get... Uh, you know, get kind of frisky one year and 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 have a uh, unexpectedly good year, and then sometimes take a step back the the following year, and then become consistent winners. Um, and you know, even it, it doesn't matter Red Sox, Yankees, Indians. It doesn't matter. Houston's the best team in the American League, and I think they're gonna win it pretty easily this year. And I I think I'm I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but I think they're gonna play the the Nats in the World Series. I think Washington will finally figure out how to win a a, a couple of postseason series and, and finally get to the World Series. So I I like what the new manager did. I it's kind of he's taking a tongue in cheek. He had he brought camels to spring training. Yeah, to get over the hump. Not, I thought we don't mean cigarettes. I thought that was a great idea. Bringing camels to get over the hump. I love it. Yeah, I I think. You know, not having Dusty Baker as, as the manager is gonna help help that team loosen up quite a bit and and uh, you know start to to realize its actual potential. And <laughs> I think Bryce Harper is gonna have a monster year. And uh, you know, their pitching is, is obviously great at the top. So yeah, that's that's my picks anyway. I don't know what you guys think. I uh, you know. I haven't really thought about that, but I think uh, I think out in the West, I think uh, I really everybody's going to talk about the Angels because they got Otani and right. and they did all this other stuff. I think they're going to win it, but I don't think they're going to win it because of him. I think they're going to win it in spite of him. I think the West is atrocious. I don't think Texas is that good. I don't think Seattle's that good. Sorry, Aaron Morse. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, Seattle's had multiple chances to get there. Like I thought last year was the year they could have done it. You know, they, they, they could have been there, you know, they could, in terms of like challenging the Astros, I don't know who's going to, I don't know who from that division is going to do it. Like I look at the Houston Astros similarly to like how I look at the Patriots. They beat the crap out of their AFC East opponents. Okay. And they go five and one, four and two, five and one, six and oh, and then they, you know, they move on. And that's the key. I think the Astros are going to win that division by about 400 games. I think a lot of people are on the Twins bandwagon for the Central. I think anybody could win that division or, or get the wild card out of it. Cleveland could do it, but eh, you know, I probably Cleveland. I, I'm going to guess at this point you're going to have. I think the Yankees win the East. I think the Yankees last year. People don't realize like as good as they were last year in finishing behind Boston, they were two games away with just Girardi stupidity and like the Devers home run. <laughs> Of winning the division, so that was and that's and that's a two game swing. That's a major swing. So and you're also looking at the fact. That I don't think you're going to have the uh, the you know if Aaron Judge stays healthy. I don't think you're going to have as long of a slump from him. I think the Stanton move actually allows that offense. It gives them more guys like 
Last year, the problem was you only had so many guys who could carry the offense for a week or two if somebody was going was hurt. It really was bizarre to me last year that the Yankees' offense never really clicked all at the same time. Like, Gregorius would be hitting well, but Judge wouldn't be hitting well. Judge would be hitting well, but Sanchez wouldn't be hitting well. Sanchez would be hitting well, and then Gardner would be on a slump. Like, it was always... And those were the guys that uh, they never really complimented each other. I think this is the year they kind of get that done. I think that bullpen is as deep of a bullpen as I've ever seen. In terms of health, even if a couple guys get lost, they still get guys on the Scranton shuttle that can come up and do a few things. So I think they win that, not because, you know, I don't think they're insanely better than the Red Sox, but I think they'll be better. I think they'll just be a hair better this year. I still don't think, I still think the Red Sox could, could win the wild card and, and, and get into the, the ALCS and get into the World Series. I mean, if you have a series where it's set up where Price and Sale are healthy in pitching and Pomeranz comes in and can pitch, or Porcello, I mean, you know, if those guys are all like just pitching to their standard, they don't even have to pitch above their head, they're going to be all right. But I, I think Yankees, Indians, Astros, and I think your last two wild cards are the Angels and the um, the Angels and probably the Red Sox. So I'm not, I'm not going to say you're going to miss Girardi. I'm not going to go so far as to say that by the end of the season, but I think you're going to appreciate him more by the end of the season. Oh, I totally appreciated him for what he was, but I think it just, I don't think, my, my whole thing with him though, Randy, was I don't think he was the guy for this team. You know what I mean? And I don't no, mean that's that. fair. I, I can see that. I How long was he there? He was there for like 10 years. I mean, it, it, it changed. He went from, you know, he went from taking over for Joe Torre, everything was lax to be in the disciplinarian. You know, Boone's probably is definitely not like that. I think he's a little bit more of a player's guy. I think you need that sort of guy right now. I think you need that Brad Stevensy coach, you know, that Greg Popovichy coach nowadays. You know, you're even seeing Belichick. I think Belichick is like that off the scenes, but in front of the scenes, he's definitely not like that. You know, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I I, I see that. I think the the Dodgers uh, make it back again this year. Um, I think they beat the Nationals again. And uh, and they get in. So I would I would probably go uh, Nats, and then in the Central the Cubs. So I think you pretty much gonna have the same the the same people uh, Nats, Cubs, Dodgers, and then I think your wild cards this year, which could be totally and and your your two wild cards. I'd go Colorado and the Mets. Yeah, the wild cards in the National be League could be Arizona. Out of a hat. Oh yeah. Yeah, you could totally you could you could put those in a sombrero and just and just pick whoever you wanted out because it could be anybody. <laughs> You'd have the same odds, you know. I mean, nobody was picking uh, Minnesota to do anything last year. I know. So, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to meaningful baseball games. You're looking forward to baseball because it means spring is coming. Yes, it does. It does. Hey, I, I want to before before we conclude here. I want to know your your reasoning for wanting OBJ on the Patriots. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I want OBJ on the Patriots. I thought Brandon Cooks last year was a serious disappointment. I think serious disappointment? Ser- Are you kidding me? Maybe not. Are you kidding me? Maybe not serious. Let's just say he did not deliver what he should have. And there's he could have done a little bit more. And also, most of his yardage last year was from pass interference penalties, which is great. But if they start changing pass interference penalty rules, that kind of limits his value a little bit. He's not, and you saw it in the Super Bowl. He's a baby giraffe on skates when he gets inside. He has no field awareness. Like, he got clocked multiple times. OBJ is totally different. He knows where he is. He gets down. The only two times he's gotten hurt is when he's gone up too high, and they've gone after his foot. 
Like he he doesn't get you don't see him leaving with a concussion. He gets down, and I to me that's just as important as anything nowadays. You want to be a hero, be a be a hero. But him and Brady have a social media love fest going on, and I could see OBJ really blowing stuff off in this offense. He's talked glowingly of Belichick before. Belichick has spoken glowingly of him. He has the exact same cap number as Brandon Cooks. I don't think the Patriots would re-sign Brandon Cooks to a deal for long term, but I think they would for OBJ if they could get him at a, at a price that was decent. If I'm OBJ, I'm lobbying for it because one year with Tom Brady and then I can hit the open market, you know, that's going to be better than, you know, what if this Giants rebuilding year doesn't go? Because guess what? If this Giants rebuilding year doesn't go well, if I'm OBJ, guess who's going to get blamed for it? Him. He's going to get blamed for it, you know, whether whether it, it's fair or unfair. Like, he's going to take the heat. Not Eli Manning. Not, you know, you saw last year. That's just, it's, it's. I, I feel like he could get it straightened out. I see a lot of Moss similarities. And I think you can do this without losing anything. Because odds are, Brandon Cooks isn't going to be back next year. So if you get one, I, I would take the one year of OBJ over Cooks because I think the trajectory is higher, and I think you could flip-flop. Like I said, you give the Giants your first rounder, they give them your second rounder, everybody wins, you know? The, o- the only thing I think OBJ is guaranteed to, to deliver to whatever team he plays for is drama. That's what he <laughs> delivers. That's he, what, What's he done in the playoffs? He hasn't really done anything in the playoffs. The last thing the Patriots need now is more drama. As a Patriots fan, one of the underrated uh, uh, one of the underrated things about this run under Belichick and Brady is that the biggest diva, as it turns out, has been the quarterback. We've had very few divas with the Patriots. That's that's been enjoyable. I've enjoyed that. The quarterback (laughs) is developing into a very big diva. I'm fine with that because I think mostly he's motivated by winning. I don't know about Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think winning is his primary motivation. And with with the state of the team at this point, the state of the locker room, as tenuous as it seems, he's the last thing that team needs. I, You know, you might be right. I don't know. I just, I have this feeling I wouldn't say I'm hooked on it, but I just have this feeling that that's the type of player that Belichick would like. I think well, he, I could see it. And and Randy Moss. Yeah, I and but and I just I could see the I could see it. Randy Mossing. I think a lot of people question the Randy Moss move when it was made, but and this is not a situation. If you had Brandon Cook signed for the next ten years, okay, uh, no way do you make this move. But when you're looking at it from, if they lose Odell Beckham Jr., they lose Brandon Cooks, they're going to get the same compensatory pick that they would get either way. You know what I mean? They're still going to get that third round compensatory pick if they lose them, lose uh, either one of those guys in free agency next year. So to me, I think it's worth that shot because you don't, you know what you have with Brandon Cooks. Is he yeah. is is he gonna get you the home run and get you that next level like an OBJ could? I don't know. I think OBJ is just a, a little bit better player, and I think he would be out to prove that he could have a drama-free, good soldier year before he hit the market. You've seen a lot of guys do it. Darrell Revis got a big fat contract doing that, and if Darrell Revis can do it, I think OBJ can do it. 
Those are my I, thoughts. You know, that's that's my opinion. We welcome yours. You know, I just I just don't think you can pull it off for a full season. I don't see it. There's too many kicking nets on the sidelines. There's too many opportunities. You know, especially Brady throwing the ball, he'll get a lot more touchdowns and more opportunities to lift his leg and embarrass himself and the team. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I, you know, Cook, Cooks. You know, I'll agree with you on this. I was surprised and a little disappointed with how one-dimensional he is. Yes. He's just run down the field and, and, you know, throw as far as you can and maybe he draws a flag and maybe he catches it. You're right. He's not He's not really that great over the middle. He's not. They try way too many gadget plays with him. He's not, you know, maybe now they have Cordell Patterson. They'll take, they'll give him that role. He seems to do pretty well in it and, and not have Cooks involved in it as much. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't need the, the locker room stuff, the sideline stuff. I think, and I, I don't think Belichick really needs it either. And you know, based on, you know, everything that we've seen the last few years, he, he doesn't seem to tolerate. He seems to tolerate that kind of stuff even less than he did before. So he said in in interviews that he wants to coach the players that you know he wants to coach. Right. And I still feel though like. Again, with the Mutual Admiration Society, Belichick doesn't, you know, he talks about punters when he talks about somebody and talks about them glowingly. And a lot of times, he talks about other teams' players way better than he talks about his own players. You know, I've never I've never he- heard him gush about Tom Brady the way he right. gushed about Odell Beckham Jr. in 2015. So, yeah, and that's part of the problem. With, that's part of the reason I think Brady's starting to go off the reservation is yes. not getting the love that he, that he thinks he deserves. Right. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and he's also uber competitive, so that means he's probably starting to get, you know, uber paranoid at that same time. Well, I just, he's always had that chip yeah. on his shoulder, that's why he's been so good. That yeah. would also, but the way, my proposed deal, by the way, would basically take the Patriots from the 31st overall pick to the 34th overall pick and give them three second rounders, which helps their salary cap even more. That's going to save them like a million bucks, roughly. And uh, it, it allows them to do exactly what they did in 2014. You know, get everything they need in that second round. So you get your quarterback, you get your tackle, and you get your whatever with the other second round pick, and you're good. And you you make a good point on Patterson. Patterson could do the same thing that Cooks can: yeah. run straight down the field and hope he gets interfered with or just gets wide open. You know, he could easily do that. Yeah. I, I think OBJ just provides that inside threat, especially those screen passes that go nowhere all the time, and you're like, oh my god, it's right there, and you can see it. I don't think you have to worry about. I think he would take a lot of those that that Amendola maybe ran to the outside or or whatever. I, I think OBJ would take a lot of those to the house a little bit more. I think Josh McDaniel would have a field day with him, but you know he'd still he'd still remember he would still completely ignore the running game. So you know that would that would still happen. <laughs> so that'd be the same. And that was that was strictly for Nathan Fournier, who is a huge Josh McDaniels fan. So I wanted Ooh. to make sure that he knew that. Huge Josh. He's a big Josh. He was the only guy in New England who was more mad that Josh McDaniels was coming back as opposed to leaving for Indy. Like, he was the guy. It was so bad. Unbelievable. <sighs> well, Randy, uh, previews and stuff, those those getting written? Or are you still wrapping up winter stuff? Like, what's the, what's the well, deal? Well, I was right on now? the base lacrosse beat last week. Um, this week I'm on the World Pro tour beat, which is coming to, to Sunday River on Friday, uh, and then the following week, I think, is when I really start diving into uh, spring sports, 
baseball and so forth. We'll be starting the, the previews this week and, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, talking to, to the local baseball coaches, some of my some of my favorite coaches, and uh, hopefully they'll be getting on the field here soon. Uh, you know, I guess the weather looks like looks pretty good this week, so maybe we can get started on, on getting those fields ready and, and maybe we won't have, have to all trek to Kent's Hill every day for the month of April. Well, if we do, maybe we should just look into carpooling, you know? We like, probably should. Randy, yeah. if you go up there, Fayette Country Store, they got great uh, sandwiches. Oh, I, I've been in there. I haven't had a sandwich. Off, Is Fayette Country Store still over. open? I believe so. Yeah, there was oh, yeah. one that was for sale. Oh, good. Okay, there was one that was still, there was one that the old general uh, thing was, was not open. They did tell me one time that the Fayette Country Store, believe this, is just a little, you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Not much to it. Been there a few times. Over the summer, sells more beer than any other package store in the state of Maine. Really? Yeah. I read wow. that somewhere. Man. <laughs> Believe that? I never would have known. I never would have known that Fayette well, was Well, there's all those lakes around there. People are stocking up. You know, they're going to be at camp for a couple of weeks. Randy Whitehouse. What do you know? Yeah, the yeah, more. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal. Catch him on Twitter, Raw Material 33, or online at sunjournal.com. Randy, thank you so much. Thanks, and, Randy. And uh, enjoy your opening week and uh, enjoy your Alex Cora. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. That's Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal. He joins us each and every Monday here on the B List. By the way, I don't. When we bring people on, I don't bring them on specifically to argue with either one of us. So this was nice that we each had like differing opinions oh, about OBJ. I like, it. I like it. It's good. I need that. And that was not staged differing opinions. No. That was not you take this side, I take that side. I liked having another Red Sox fan to kind of counterbalance. Usually everybody you bring in here is a Yankees fan. That's so. fine. No big deal. Haley will be in on Thursday. We'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We're going to take a break. One more segment of the B-List coming up from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios, live at the corner of Center and Bradman. It's the B-List Daily across the MBR Radio Network. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Attention small business owners, you know how hard it is to get funding to grow your business. Next Wave Funding is a direct funder that can help you get the cash you need when you need it, even if your credit is not that great. If you've been in business for over one year, have at least $12,000 in sales every month, Next Wave will purchase your future earnings and give you the money you need. It's as simple as that. Need money for equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll? We can get you approved today and funded within 24 to 72 hours. You may even qualify for a cash advance up to $500,000 with no application fee. Funding is based on your business, not your credit score. Call Next Wave Funding today at 800-515-0234. That's 800-515-0234. 
This is by far the easiest and best funding for existing businesses. Call 800-515-0234. That's 800-515-0234. Next Wave Funding, the alternative solution to bank loans. Does your water stain and damage your fixtures? Does it smell or taste bad? Are you worried about what's in your water? Water quality should not be painful and worrisome. Get HydroCare Water Systems from Wave Home Solutions with the most advanced purification technologies. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-866-979-9147 or go to bestwaternow.com. HydroCare will eliminate lime scale that causes hundreds of dollars in damage to pipes and appliances without using salt. Well water will no longer smell or stain your fixtures. City water will be purified of harmful chlorine, lead, arsenic, and chemicals. Wave Home Solutions provides the cleanest, healthiest water at every faucet. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, call 1-866-979-9147, 1-866-979-9147, or go to bestwaternow.com. That's bestwaternow.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, mainathleticfundraising.com. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! It's the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Hey, did you, um, how much of the basketball tournament did you watch this weekend? Quite a bit. Why the hell did Florida State not foul when they were down four? Well, and you know, you know what I don't like? And when they asked the coach... I would rather he just say I don't have any, com- I have no comment, and turn and go, instead of saying what, you know, ah, you think the game can't? I mean, he he looked ridiculous making that statement. You got to foul, you've got to foul there. And I have no problem with him saying 
I didn't communicate with my players well enough. We should have fouled there. Come on, guys. Buck up. Mm-hmm. I hate it when coaches, he's wrong. That you, you ask anybody that knows basketball, there's not one person, including all the people in the stands, that wouldn't have said, foul. You never know what happens. The guy misses one. you got a guy that takes two steps and a shot, and, he, and it goes in. He gets fouled. You never know what's going to happen. And here's the deal. I'm going to talk to you about this, okay? Now, I don't want to be conspiracy guy, but four, you're down by four points with 12 seconds left, okay? The Wolverines had a 10-point lead with 226 left. Michigan missed a ton of free throws. Okay. They fouled Florida State on a three-point attempt, and Michigan was up by four, and then Florida State quits with 12 seconds left. Now, how's this? Okay. By the way, Virginia won a game at Louisville early this year when it trailed by four points with under a second left. Okay? Have we forgot NC State against uh, Jamma Slammer? Oh, remember? yeah. But, um, the I'm going to ask you this. Same thing. What do you think the betting line was on that game? Oh, boy. Michigan was favored. What do you think the point spread was? Right. Remember, it was a four-point lead with 12 seconds left, Coach. Four points. How about four and a half? Oh, my God. So if you had Michigan in that game because of one missed free throw, you've lost by a half a point. 12 seconds left and you give up. That's the end of your year. You're not going to get it tomorrow. I just, I don't know. And Duke yesterday, Duke had that game. By the way, I don't talk about officiating often, but that foul on Carter was horse crap. I'm not, I've never been a Duke guy. I've recently, as I get older, I become more of a Duke guy. Yeah, I'm a okay? Duke guy. Yeah. But one, Grayson Allen played terribly yeah. in the second. He could not shoot. No. I mean, he, he made something. Sometimes it's just not your day. And I sometimes wonder if that's a karma thing with him because that shot at the end of regulation should have gone down. I have never seen a ball spin around and then fall off like that ever. Hey, look, they got the two best big men in the game right now. Get them the Get them the ball. ball. They should have gotten yeah. the ball to Bagley in multiple spots. If you get him up in the high post and let him pass, Marvin Bagley is like the rich man's version of Al Horford yeah. someday, okay? Yeah, he's he's really going to be able good. to see yeah. over the defense. This is why I wanted the Celtics to get that Lakers pick this year because I thought Bagley would have been the perfect replacement. Yeah. You want Anthony Davis? Take Anthony Davis. I'll take Bra I'll take Bagley because two years underneath learning from Al Horford, I guarantee you Bagley will... will We'll top that. Bagley's yeah. going to be an amazing player. And what about Duke? Like, you've had the top recruiting class the last three years. I'm I, not Johnny I, College Basketball. The top recruiting class in the last three years, and you can't get out of the Elite Eight? Really? He They they had, this is probably, talent-wise, I mean, talent-wise, the best team in the tournament. Here, here's the scary part, though. They get sent out in, to Omaha and basically have to play Kansas in a home game, okay? If they had been on the other side of the bracket, Okay, where where you've got Michigan and Loyola, they would have. I mean, they would have walked in. Well, I don't understand. I mean, that used to be the complaint that North Carolina and Duke always got to be playing Greensboro, or, you know, someplace it's a home game, and all of a sudden they're sent way out there. Yeah, I don't. The national uh, seating, I understand it, and it taints a little bit of UCLA's run, even though Wooden is so great, because they it was all regional then. They just had to win on the West Coast, which is slightly different as we know what's going on here in the east coast yeah that was that was weird you know the placement this year made a tremendous difference in all of that 
But yeah, isn't that interesting? Four and a half point spread, and Leonard Hamilton's like, yeah, we're good with 12 seconds left. We're good. Because, you know, Michigan's been missing every free throw. That's the other thing. Even if they make one of two, and they didn't have any timeouts, but who cares? They make one of two. So they make one. Give it a shot. And you still lose. So what? The worst case scenario, it's a two possession game. Right now, it's a two possession game. The only time you give up at that point is when it's a three possession game with less than like five seconds left. Okay, I get that. But even then, I'm not giving up. Because you never know when you're going to get fouled on a three-pointer because somebody does something stupid and you get well, the four-point yeah, yeah, play. Guy, and the guy pushes you and they get a technical and you get two shots. Right, and they and get the, the flagrant and the ball knows? back. You never know when somebody's going to do that. You, just you don't know? know. Yeah, you, you got to keep fighting. That's what you've taught your kids, isn't it? Forever. Mm-hmm. Keep fighting. You just never know what's going to happen. So how's this? Arizona Diamondbacks have, have optioned uh, outfielder Yosmani Tomas to AAA. Uh, he's got $42.5 million left on his deal. I'd give you, you, you I'd, I'd give you a thing. 47 games last year, 241, eight homers, 32 RBIs, three years in Arizona, 268 with 48 home runs. Um, I would, that wouldn't be a bad deal. Maybe you could, if you could get him out of there, maybe you could sweeten that up and do a swap, a bad contract swap with him and Ellsbury. There you go. <laughs> get him out. Yeah, really. You know, I'd take that. I would I would take that, and if he gets released, then you still have less on there. So you know that's that's a thought for that. So I was going to tell you my little, I, and I wanted to hear this. By the way, you were you were talking uh, earlier about something. Go go ahead, tie that uh, in. So I had said that the Washington manager, um, Washington Nationals manager this year, brought camels to spring training to get over the hump. Was the message to his team? They haven't just haven't been able to get over that hump in the playoffs. So when I was at Oak Hill, when I, after I retired and went back to coaching, I was a lacrosse coach. Now, I've made pretty much no bones about it. I was a baseball guy, always was, played, coached high school baseball, coached Legion baseball. Uh, and what I know about lacrosse, I stayed at Holiday Inn Express. That would be my, my uh, total lacrosse thing. Now, I took the videos home. I watched games. I went on the internet and whatever um, and so on. So... We go to two KVAC championship games and we lose them. So the third year, I'm the coach. We're getting ready. It's 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 Thursday. We've got the KVAC championship game on Friday at Lewiston against Morris. So I bring in, you ready for this? A box of Lucky Charms cereal. I say to the managers, take these Dixie cups, small ones, five ounce, fill them all up, one for everybody on the team. They look at me like, what? What are you doing, coach? I said, just do it. I call the team over to the to the bench. And I said, okay, everybody take one of these Dixie cups. They all look down and they all start laughing. And one of my captains says, lucky charms, coach? I said, hey, how many times have we been to the KVC championship game? They said, well, this would be the third one. I said, hey, third time is the charm. Everybody eat these Lucky Charms, and we're going to win the KVAC. Guess what? Next day, we beat Morse and win the KVAC. So I think that those funny things that takes the pressure off the team and there's a little message in there, and I love that kind of stuff. I really do. I like that. So that was my Lucky Charm story. That's good. Everybody's got one of those. You can't just get Lucky Charms at practice anywhere, you know? You just can't. I uh, it's funny. I uh, my lucky charm is uh, cutting my hair. Like I'll shave it. Like I, 
to me, I think your your hair catches like all this bad negative energy sometimes or whatever. So sometimes you got to make a change. So shaving the head when I need so they like are a the bit of good luck. Of, uh, who was the who was the uh, historic figure? Uh, Samson. Yeah, Samson. I'm totally different. Samson, you're the opposite. I can think of multiple times where things have been going poorly. I cut my hair, and all of a sudden, boom, Bang. everything's good. Bang. So like it. Yeah, I think, it happens. Hey, let's face it. We are incredibly, I call it stupid-stitious, but we're superstitious in athletics. At least I am anyway. You know, wear the same socks. Uh, what did I wear last time we won so big? You know, all that stuff. I'm into it. St. Thomas Aquinas High School baseball team uh, has uh, Ryan had Ryan McKenna on it. He's going to be assigned to the Orioles Advanced Single A affiliate in Frederick, Maryland. By the way, so oh. you have some New England uh, baseball players nice. getting stuff done. Nice. So that'll be good. Palmer uh, just tweeted uh, that they will be in the cage. Diego baseball is going to hit in the cage so much tonight. This is what the players will hand look hands will look like afterwards. <laughs> it's these bloody blistered up hands. God. <laughs> I told you when I was the baseball coach at at uh, Skowhegan, Don Finley, a uh, fellow that just passed away uh, a year or so ago, was my JV coach, and he had been a longtime Skowhegan athlete and great guy in the community. He ended up taking over for me after I left eventually and coached for 20-something years. He uh, he had odd jobs that he did around town. He hadn't started teaching yet then, and so he, we were the same year at Maine, by the way. So we would sit. The way the, the uh, batting cage is at Skowhegan is at the end of the gym, underneath the basket. So from the backboard to the wall is where our batting cage was. So the whole 84 feet of gym was wide open. So what we decided to do, now, you ready for this? My wife's the softball coach. Mm -hmm. So we would have our guys down there hitting, and it gave us an opportunity to give them just focus on hitting. She would have the gym. And then... An hour, an hour each. And then she would take the batting cage. We would have the gym to do cutoffs, relays, bunt coverages, and whatever. It gave us an opportunity for the both coaches to really focus on the same things as opposed to you take the cage, I take the gym, blah, blah, blah. And it meant nobody had to wait around for an, for an hour to practice. You know what I mean? In other words... Instead of my guys dubbing around and jumping in a car and racing around for an hour because the girls had the gym for two hours, no, everybody's practicing, and it ended up being just great. And I and I know part of the reason was because of where that batting cage was, um, we we had that opportunity. Do you realize, by the way, before I went there as the AD, they never had a batting cage. Wow! I went what? First, that was the first thing I bought, and I think I told you the other day, I bought one. Heavy duty on one side, it was a really hard, um, you couldn't quite see through it mesh. Um, and we used it as the back backdrop for archery in the gym. We put the targets in front of that batting cage, and ping, they would hit that. If they missed the target, it would just drop down the floor. It's perfect for it. Kind of a multi-use batting cage. But can you believe that? They did not have a batting cage. I was telling somebody the other day when my wife took over softball, and I'm not, I'm not disparaging the coach before her, but it was pretty, pretty different kind of softball. So my wife takes over softball, and I, I I'm kind of standing there watching somebody hit, and I look over, and she's saying to the, the she's got 
pitchers and catchers in the gym at the time. She says to the catcher, whoa, 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 what are you doing? The girl says, what do you mean I'm doing? Catching. Chris said, I, I can see that. What are you, your technique, what are you talking? The girls, all the catchers down on one knee. They're down on one knee catching in softball. My wife goes, what, what are you guys doing? No, no. So she shows them the stance and they went, that, that seems really hard. <laughs> that seems yeah, really that hard. That seems really hard. So are you ready for this? Oh, my when God. When she was done with preseason, my wife's pretty tough. And I told you before, she's a fantastic, great coach. She goes to me. She comes to me. She says, well, got a little bit of a problem. I just want you to be aware of it. And I said, what's that? She says, I've got 12 girls. I said, 12 girls in the varsity coach? Yeah, that's it. The JVs are all set. They're all young kids. And she said, and one of my girls is hurt, so really I'm going to start the season with 11 girls. I'm thinking, whoa. But she said, i, I got to be honest with you. No, you may get some complaints. Nobody wanted to work. First time she said, I put a blanket down, so we're going to practice sliding. They all went, what? We're, we're going to have to jump onto that that blanket and slide? She goes, yeah, yes, that's how we learn how to slide. I mean, just <laughs> they didn't want to do anything. She said, I'll be lucky I got Nine when I'm done. Yeah, can you imagine that? This is really hard. No kidding. You think you thought catching was easy? Why would you want to be a catcher? <laughs> it's hard. That's takes a certain kind of person to be a catcher. You know, it certainly oh, does. Yeah. That's why there's, that's going to be something too. I wonder. Like you're starting to see less and less. Like in terms of like quality catchers around, oh, the league. you I see that all the time. A, they move them. They and, move people to catch. And they catcher. always. And why do they always do that? Oh well, you don't want to make them less. What's going to happen when nobody can catch? What are you going to do? Like so you have not to a catcher. Have, they move them to catcher. You're going to. We're going to get a robot. Is yeah. that what we're going to do? We're going to yeah. get a robot catcher now. All right, we're going to. We have a robot. He's going to catch for both teams. Okay, we, we we rented one. Yeah, really. Well, I think what teams did is they put their outstanding athlete. used to be you took the guy that could play good defense, put him at shortstop. Now what they do is they take their best athlete and put him at shortstop. He's probably your best hitter, too, and pitcher. That's where they put their best athletes now. And we all know that, well, certainly those are key positions up the middle, catcher, pitcher, shortstop, and center field. But I agree. Who, who are the catchers? I, you know what else I say? Who are the linemen in football? Everybody wants to be a back. In hockey, literally, I had parents come up to me and say to me, when the kids are 9 and 10 years old, oh, my, my kids are forward. He doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? I got news for you. I, I think I told you this. We made them rotate. They played left wing, center, right wing, right defense, left defense. Five weeks, they rotated through the entire Every everybody did it. I kept a chart. Guess what? All of our kids were very versatile. That's exactly what they should be able but to do. You don't know when you're nine years old you're gonna be a left wing. You don't even know which way you want to hold your stick yet sometimes, you know? There is a difference. Everybody has a different feel for it. I like my top hand on the to be right handed. My daughter's just the opposite. It's always different. Anyway, w- yeah. Wanted to mention this Saturday. This Saturday, this Saturday at noon, the BABC Select Tour will take on the NBR High School All-Stars at 
St. Joseph's College. Tip-off is at noon. We'll have BABC versus MBR 2018 and BABC versus MBR 2019 this Saturday. Missions $5. Live video can be found on MBR's Facebook page, YouTube page, and Periscope page. Again, that'll be no. this Saturday at noon at St. Joseph's College. Now, who are the kids? I haven't seen my roster yet. I don't have it in front are you of coaching? me. coaching? I am not coaching. I'm do, I'm broadcasting, broadcasting the game. That's kind yes. of, since it's an MBR thing. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of your, your that's gig. Kinda, coaching, not my gig. No. no that'll no. be there. So again, that'll be this Saturday. Uh, we'll have Leo Papil on to talk about that. Of course, uh, Leo uh, is the head coach of the BABC. 22 national championships and 104 gold medals in the AAU New England competitions. And again, that'll be uh, this Saturday at noon. Uh rosters will be posted very shortly at mbr.org and we'll have more about that this week uh again we'll have uh, leo papil on also hoping to have uh fritz marseille and uh and uh robert pillsbury from the blue wave basketball program and black bear north uh flip-flop those respectively uh to come on this week and talk about that I want to thank randy whitehouse from the sun journal sunjournal.com you can hear his interview on demand uh, in just a few moments. And, of course, you can also hear the opening press conference from Doug Friedman from the Twin City Thunder. He is the new coach of the Twin City Thunder who will be taken over at the Norway Savings Bank Arena this this uh, this summer, fall. So that's happening, coming right up. Did you get any feedback on the Unified uh, game? Any feedback at all? Yeah, yeah. got some, got some good fun. stuff on that. You had a lot of Aaron fun. Aaron and I had a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of folks don't get to get that coverage, so they're pretty pumped about that. That'll wrap it up for us. We're out the door. By the way, I leave you with this. Attention irate Browns fans from 1995. If you were upset with recent decisions and evaluation of talent by Coach Bill Belichick after the National Anthem, please join us in the chant of Bill Must Go. Let's show Art Modell where we stand on this and write Cleveland Browns, care of Art Modell, P.O. Box 679, Berea, Ohio, 44017. Unreal. Guess what? Didn't work out for Browns fans. Yeah. Where are they now? So let's not let's not try to get Belichick out of here. We're going to talk a little bit more about the stuff Belichick talked about uh, over the weekend tomorrow. You're listening to the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the MBR Radio Network. <laughs>